0: Welcome to Love and Other Investments, where we talk about finances, but more importantly, how finances impact relationships. My name is John, and I'm a financial planner. And my name is Jeff, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to Love and Other Investments, and today Jeff and I are going to be talking about arguing, but not just any kind of arguing. We're talking about a very Cool kind of arguing. We're talking about arguing. There's a a cool kind of arguing? No, there's really not. But (laughs) if there was, it would be arguing (laughs) with empathy. Okay. Okay. Um, In the past, we've done a a YouTube video on empathy. But since we have a whole new set of listeners on the podcast, we thought... um, We mentioned empathy, I think, almost every episode. I would think. And so, kind of as a primer, late in the game maybe... But I thought it would be great for Jeff to spend some time working through um, what empathy is and where it shows up in arguments, well or not. And just let us play with that, because it is something that that we're going to be touching on, like I say, almost every episode. So Jeff, empathy.
1: What is empathy? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, empathy
1: is, you know, of course we all have our um, common definition of it, which is, you know, sort of... um, a way of understanding someone or or with warmth, right? I think that's maybe a common definition of it, right? But I think it's a lot deeper and wider than that, especially in my profession. You know, empathy is a major portion of what I do Mm -hmm. in a day. But um, its practical um, application in relationships is incredibly important. And so I would say that empathy has some components. First of all, I, I think it's really important to start with an attitude of curiosity. So we're, we're, ta- we're talking about empathy and arguments. So let's just, you know, dive in right there. Mm-hmm. Like a, lo- a lot of people start arguments anticipating what the other person is going to say next
0: well, I don't. I don't actually start an argument until I've practiced the whole thing in my head. Really? And I've won. And
1: until, you won until I've worked for okay. the twelve
0: steps of what she's going to say, and then what I'm going to say back. Really? And I look totally brilliant at the end. Actually, that's not the way it works. But that's the way I hope it works. <laughs> right? That's the fantasy <laughs> in your head. <laughs> How does
1: that work out for you? Not very well. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But I'm
0: betting I'm not the only person who has uh, fantasy arguments.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> But I think, you you know, you might be more deliberate. Like, I think there are probably a lot of people, they just, like, they just, just let it go. rip. Yeah, yeah, they're not thinking it through mm-hmm. at all. They're just going. So I, I do think that empathy in arguments starts from a place of being conscious about having an attitude of curiosity. And when I say curiosity, I mean the wish to to understand what your partner's thinking or feeling or what they're needing or what their motivations were or what, you know, what history might impact this moment whatever all kinds of details might be wrapped up but understanding is the key and you know I th- as I was mentioning a minute ago like a lot of people in arguments have patterns right they they it's like a script mm-hmm. or a narrative you Where? mean that they would repeat the same argument over yes. and over? Yes, the subject might change, but the way the argument goes mm. is a, is a pattern that mm-hmm. repeats itself over time. And you can, after a while, if you've been with someone for for long enough, you'll actually get to know, you will have memorized
0: the rhythm their, of the argument. Yes, their responses to certain things. Mm-hmm. And I bet it's really they really appreciate it if you point that out to them. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. and now's the moment when you <laughs> dub it you say this. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, always do goes that. well, <laughs> right?
1: But if you if you've ever had that experience, and, and you know, I probably most people have, then you implicitly understand that you are not starting from a place of curiosity. You're starting from a place of trying to predict what the other one's going to do next. Mm-hmm. And in fact, lots of people will say. That while the the other person is talking, giving their side of the experience, they're already thinking about their response to shut them down instead of listening to what they're saying.
0: It's almost like we get into arguments in order to win the argument. Oh, well, definitely, people want to <laughs> argue in order to well, win. Mean, that wasn't that right. wasn't like some brand new thought in the that history was of the universe. That's not a brand new thought. No, no.
1: Yes, yes, people love to win. But of course, when you're winning, you're not winning. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, curiosity. Starting from a place of imagining that whatever it is that they have to say is meaningful and important. It is as meaningful as yours, your comments or your thoughts or your perspective of something. So it, it is a place of valuing their their position. Mm-hmm. Even if you really hate what they did or didn't do or what they said or didn't say, you know, wanting to... Value them as human being, even though you disagree, is an important starting place.
0: Let me make sure that we're clear on this. Empathy doesn't mean you've already given in to lose the argument. And I I know I said a lot of weird things right there.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I think if if your your objective is to win, and there or there is a loser, then it really that argument has already been lost on both sides. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to be starting an argument thinking there's got to be a winner and a loser. Um, And empathy is surely one pathway, probably the largest pathway one has to prevent a win or a loss. Um, Because the point of empathy in situations like this is to try to uh, create some kind of a connection point with your partner Look, an argument is a disconnection point, right, mm-hmm. and whatever you feel about what your partner has done mm-hmm. um, that's just a signal it's a warning mm-hmm. right saying something went wrong it 's the check engine line yeah we've disconnected right it's exactly what it is the check engine light and so if you're going to check the engine by opening the hood and getting out a you know sledgehammer and hitting it, that's probably not <laughs> a great pathway that is not going to fix the engine. <laughs> So, um, you know, I think, I think really it's the analogy you're using is, you know, you stick the, com- the computer, plug the computer into the mm-hmm. um, car, and then it says, hey, these things have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And trying to understand those things is what it means to be empathic.
0: Yeah, so it's not, a, it's not that we're deciding through empathy that we're going to agree with what the person did. No. Or what the person said. No. We're just going to understand it. That's right. You
1: you do not need to agree with your partner just because you're being empathic. It, it does not mean that you negate your own experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Empathy is understanding how someone else's mind works, how they think and feel, and how they what their motivation is, how they behave. Not from your perspective, but as close as you can get to their perspective. So my mind works in a particular way, and I'm familiar with it. It's natural to me. But other people's minds don't work like my mind. And if I have the ability to imagine what it is that's going on inside their mind, I'm approaching empathy.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is easy to do, right?
1: (laughs) Right, right. You know, I, I sometimes say that this is a part of communication that's really um, not taught in school. Look, we, we in school, we learn how to read, mm-hmm. we learn how to write, mm-hmm. and we learn how to speak. If you ever take a public speaking class, like in high school or college, you know, you learn these three methods, uh, you know, reading, writing, and speaking. But what about listening? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a class in high school or... Or college on listening. I didn't have one until I was a graduate student in psychology. And as far as I know, psychology is the only field that, at the graduate level that teaches how to listen. So functionally, our culture is not taught in a regular way, mm-hmm. like other subjects like math or whatever, how to listen.
0: I think of the joke where, you know, in someone's Having a hard time understanding you because you don't speak their language, and so the person just gets louder, as if somehow that's going uh, to overcome the language barrier. Yeah, and and I think that's what we often do: is I need you to hear me, and all you're doing is arguing with me, so I'll get louder, and then I know that I'm going to at least be heard. Right. But it's not it's getting. Not. It's not. No. So, um, so what is the goal of empathy? When we, when we start talking about arguments?
1: I mean, I think ultimately the goal is to understand the meanings that people make of their experience. And then, or perhaps most importantly, to figure out what the path to repair is. So if you are really good at understanding and being empathic, and you've done all the work to listen carefully and to be curious, and then you do nothing with it, what use is that? Well, it has some use. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to understand people. Mm-hmm. But aren't in a relationship, aren't we trying to repair the check engine light? I mean, isn't that the purpose is to create more connection?
0: Yeah, I'd like a reliable car. Yeah. I would like a reliable partner. Right. Um, you'd like, like to
1: feel connected most of the time. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and probably beating them verbally doesn't accomplish that. Is that maybe what you're saying? That it, <laughs> yes, that might be what I'm saying.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't you can't be furious and hateful um, and contemptuous
0: and be empathic. Mm-hmm. I think we've, we've hit on this, um, in our other videos and even in our more than a budget class that we do, we talk about knowing your location financially. Yeah. We talk about working together to decide where it is you want to go down the road as a couple. Right, And I, I think if we were to say, well, those are all great financial concepts. I think right now we could land on those as really core relational concepts and if that is, if I want to go down the road with my spouse, and I want to reach a goal, and I want us to do that together, um, beating each other, whenever there's a tension point, right, is not the way to get there. And if I say, well, I don't know how to be em- empathic. I don't know how to do this empathy thing. Uh, you know, that sounds like a lot of work. That sounds different than the way that we. I don't know that my partner would. You know, all of these objections that you yeah. might might come up here. Um, if you want to get down the road together, it's back to that check. You know, do you want a reliable relationship over time? Yeah. And I think what we're really saying here is, is that do you have the skills that are going to get you far in your relationship? Um, is the way that you argue going to get you far? Is it going to build the relationship that you want over time? And if the answer is, is no, then there's probably some skills that we need to take some time to A, commit to, and B, develop and practice in order to make progress.
1: Yeah, I do think, you know, just for our listeners, I do think it's important when you're thinking about empathy not to imagine that you're going to be particularly good at it. Some people have some natural talent at it, Mm -hmm. but lots of people, you know, really don't. And um, they might think of themselves, themselves as warm or understanding, but really they they don't listen well. They're not mm-hmm. empathic. So when you're approaching, trying to figure out how to learn empathy, um, you know, do that with some patience. You know, figure out what your steps are. Just like everything else, you're going to search online for how do I be empathic, right? You're going to find a, a ton of stuff. Right. So so make a little bit of a mental plan for yourself to figure out what it is you're going to do to practice being empathic, whether it's in arguments or just any part of life. Mm-hmm.
0: Empathy is a skill one can use in most parts of life. Sure. You know, I I don't want to divert too far here, but it almost kind of feels like if I'm in an argument, I need to put my shield up. I need to defend myself. I need to hold my ground. In empathy, I could see, I don't know, more than one of our listeners thinking that empathy sounds weak. Mm-hmm. I mean I think it's it's really true that
1: lots of people experience vulnerability as weakness. Mm-hmm. Because at some point and this isn't true for everyone, but for some people at some point in their life when they were open or vulnerable, somebody hurt them with mm-hmm. it, right? They used it against them, used it as a club against them. So I, I think people would have some people would have had a practical lesson that they should never be open or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But empathy really requires that right yeah. it requires like hey i'm going to let down my defenses with my partner and tell them the honest truth as i know it um mm-hmm. and hope that they love me with it mm-hmm. you know rather mm-hmm. than beating me up with my vulnerabilities so yeah i think it's natural for for all people especially during conflict to move to the defense that's most frequent for them you know f- For me, it's intellectualization, Mm -hmm. right? Like I like to make problems, intellectual puzzles that I can solve, but that sometimes is not so helpful when someone just needs a hug or, you know, when they, when they need me to acknowledge that they're feeling really horrible, you know, having some
0: intellectual way of handling it is not, not that helpful. You know, I think this is one of the great paradoxes of, of being human is I want to be loved. I want I want people to, I want people to the people that are important to me. I want them to love me. Um, but if they don't really know me, then is it real? If they yeah. only know the part of me that I'm willing to share, if they only know the parts of me that I think are durable, right. if they only know the parts of me that I'm comfortable with, then I may not be ever honest about myself that I am really loved because I am also not known
1: right and there are there are people who in the world who feel as if even once they've been very open and vulnerable that they could never be open or vulnerable enough to be known mm-hmm. and therefore they never feel loved mm-hmm. um, and and that's a tragedy in its own way right. sort of an opposite
0: one of what you're saying if, you know you're, if we're in a relationship we've made a commitment We've made a commitment to be here. Right. And we've made a commitment to move forward. Right. And, um, you know, I'm in a relationship with my wife and she with me, and we're moving forward. And the reality is is that we've, we've already made that decision. We don't need to make that decision again. Does that make sense? It we can, makes we can sense. Look, yeah, we can look back and say that was a decision that we both agreed to. Yes. We're in it for the long haul. Right. So that creates a little bit of grace that, hey, as we even... After being married almost thirty years, and we're still getting to know each other, we can make the decision that we're okay getting to know each other. It's a good thing to keep being known, um, oh yeah, and for to sure. build that sure. knowledge of each other through empathy, you know, through listening, um, so that when we do have these arguments, we really do know where the other person is coming from, yeah. and we respect and love them, right? Even when we disagree, even when we disagree, yeah. So ultimately, I think, you know,
1: one of the major purposes of empathy and argument is to create a space or an opening for repair. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. And I think that's what I want people to hear is, you know, what we're attempting to do in relationship is make it so that when something... Mm -hmm. Hey, thanks for listening. Please leave us a review and follow us so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit relational-media.com.